This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And we also need a cheerleader. We need somebody that can take the brand of the United States and make it great again. It's not great again. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. My goodness, that was incredibly thrilling and exciting. It was invigorating, and it gave me hope, and it was all these wonderful things, and it was 2015. Uh, contrast that with last night. We will not be intimidated. We will persevere. We will stand tall in the storm. We will march forward. You kind of get the point. A, a, a very different delivery last night. A couple of different scenarios as to, okay, uh, why uh, right now? Is it the ego? Are there other reasons why you'd say, hey, I want to run. I'm going to, and I'm going to announce uh, in 2022. Ego, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of speculation, and I think a lot of people, they wait to announce, and they're like, okay, everybody knows you're running, but then you, everyone's like, when is this announcement coming? And the reason why is once you officially announce, you become a candidate, and then you have all these, it triggers all these FEC reporting guidelines. So before you actually announce, you can get away with a little bit more um, as far as not having to report everything. Um, but he's made the official announcement. He filed the FEC paperwork, and so people are like, why would you do that to yourself? And some people are speculating... Well, he's under investigation. He's got a lot of stuff. So is there some sort of benefit to him announcing a candidacy in the DOJ investigation? So what I hear is kind of like the flu vaccine. I'm going to do this so that this doesn't happen, which, by the way, I don't get the flu vaccine, but it's a vaccine kind of to shield himself. And he's been under investigation sure. for uh, other things, I, I, and he doesn't seem to be, concer be concerned about that. If you really think about it, we just finished the, and we're not even technically done with because we've got the, the Georgia runoff here coming up, but the January is just around the corner, two months from now. A year from then, essentially all the candidates, and there'll be others, I'm sure there'll be others that uh, run for president as well, could even be a challenge to Mr. Biden, but they'll be in the they'll be in New Hampshire. They'll be in Iowa, so we're not that far away. I mean, so hasn't I, Pence already made like five trips to Iowa? I mean, he's been he's been think, there. Yeah, in in that interview last night or the other night with David Muir, he um, it was you know he I, really it was interesting. It was more about the January six events, but you know we'll see what happens there. So some people though they really are speculating that Trump is like well maybe and you, and you get like he wasn't enthused last night so he just like appeared to be going through the motions so like why put yourself through this and there is there's a justice manual for the Department of Justice and there is a provision um, it, it if you want to Google it's nine eighty five dot five hundred and it says wait hold up say it over so I can nine no I'm kidding I was being facetious I like to read stuff so. <laughs> sure. You know, and I said, what would his, what's his authority, like, what's his position on why he thinks it might protect him? And there is this uh, provision in the, in the justice manual that says actions that may have an impact on an election. And it says federal prosecutors and agents may never select the timing of any action, including investigation charges, blah, 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 for the purpose of affecting any election or giving anyone an advantage. And so maybe Trump thinks, hey, if I go ahead, because if you're not announced as a candidate, then this would not be in play because technically you're not involved in an election. So now that he's announced, could he throw this in their face and say, hey, you're, the DOJ is political, although he's been saying that all, all along. So I don't actually think this provides him any protection, 
but at least he could make that argument. And if you have MAGA gear, dump it. Get rid of it. Get the new gear. <laughs> the new gear, Marsh, if I'm reading this right, if I'm figuring if my math is right here, you, you, uh, I saw him say last night, in order to make America great and glorious again. Make America great. Is that Magaga? <laughs> two, two G's, I guess. <laughs> two G's. All right, one more thing, and then I want to move forward because an interesting text from uh, listener Gary. And why I find this text so interesting is because I think he might be saying a lot of the things maybe that you're thinking right now. But I want to do this first. Josh Hawley, one of our U.S. senators, was asked yesterday about kind of... What happened? Uh, what happened with the red wave? And by the way, Mitch McConnell, who might be on in his way out of Senate leadership, absolutely agree. And I think it's one of the few occasions where Mitch and Josh might agree on something. But check out what your U.S. senator from one of your U.S. senators from Missouri said yesterday regarding uh, the election last week. Well, I think that this election was the funeral for the Republican Party as we know it. The Republican Party, is, as we have known it, is dead. And voters have made that clear. And in particular, the folks who did not vote for Republicans in this last election were independent voters, working class independent voters, folks who voted for President Obama uh, once upon a time, folks who then voted for President Trump but stayed home this time. Uh, and I, I, I think it's, uh, it's fascinating. An audience, that's a fascinating statement from Josh Hawley. Uh, because he's saying what I have been saying all along, and I can be egotistical sometimes. Steph has a little bit of a different take, saying that he's in effect, you think he's saying there, I am the new face, I am the new Republican Party. I think he's saying, yeah, there's a funeral, and he wants to emerge as like the party's leader. I don't think he, I don't think that, that a majority of current conservatives, I don't think he should be the new face. I think we would... If, yeah, I just, yeah, Marsh, I have a lot of thoughts there, but I don't think he, he's going to be the new leader. It could be DeSantis. So this is interesting, too. So we're all, we all heard the same thing. Marsh, you, you heard this. You looked at this video. My, uh, how's it, worth? It, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, it just like Steph said earlier, it, it, it makes you wonder if uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland's, you know, whole thing on the obstruction of justice isn't going to come right back to the forefront now because or along with the Trump announcement. So we're all kind of hearing some different things. Yeah, we've, I, we've listened to the same thing, but hear different things. What do you hear quickly, Hounsworth? Uh, without knowing the context, I'd like to be able to follow up, but I don't, under, quite frankly, on face value, I don't understand the comment. The Republicans took control of the U.S. House. That was their primary goal. If you look at that, that's what they wanted to do. Now, they didn't get the numbers they wanted, but they still have control of the gavel. They also are just beyond the power in, in the Senate. It's not like they got uh, hit. I, I just, I'm not sure when he says the Republican Party is dead. That to me, and uh, that sounds like something he'd say in 1974, not uh, 2022. And let me clarify, I shouldn't say I agree with his comments regarding the Republican Party is dead. But when he talked about the in, the tweener, what I call the tweeners, the people that aren't in this tent or that tent. And I've been saying it for a long time. That's why I'm so fascinated. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that no, I agree. He's but, right there. And Mitch McConnell said the exact same thing yesterday. We, the Republicans missed out on the independents. They completely completely uh, missed it. Let's talk about something other than politics. Unless, final word, anybody? Can I, I have a moment of personal privilege? Yes. Yes, please. Okay, well, now I'm going to get sideways on this because I'm... Uh, While you do that, I want to read this text from <laughs> listener Gary. This is fascinating because uh, I think there's a lot of people that, yeah, you're right on. Uh, 
But from the inside, looking outside, you know, we don't know sometimes. Uh, anyhow, this is from Gary. He says, uh, your shows, you guys, your shows are very good. You should cover a topic, though, like this. Uh, today, ask Hannah and Stephanie if the roll of toilet paper should be set with the start at the front or the back of the roll. This is like the ice conversation. That is answerable. Over the top. I don't have a preference. <laughs> there is a right answer to every question Gary asks. Hannah, over under. I don't care. Best over. ice, Sonic. Yeah. Toilet paper, over the top. This is what people are talking about, Marsh. Boot camp says over. Uh, da -da -da -da. Boxers or briefs? There is a right answer to this question. What do you... <laughs> no preference. <laughs> no, there is. It's boxer briefs. Okay. <laughs> That's the right answer. Or uh, Brandon's choice, which is commando, we understand. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I used to, and Buttonfly, remember the 501 button, uh, uh, Buttonflies from Levi's? It was easy, and then we went back to zippers, and then it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so cool. <laughs> TMI. TMI. Okay, point of personal privilege. I will say, we talk a lot here on the show about getting involved. Mm -hmm. And we are struggling in Ashland. We had a Board of Aldermen meeting last mm -hmm. night. Um, but we have advertised and put this out and said, hey, we have these boards and commissions that can only be, be filled by residents of the city, and we're just not even getting any applications from people who want to get involved. And I will say, um, we are, so we currently need people on the Board of Adjustment and the Planning and Zoning Commission. Board of Adjustment is not a heavy lift. Apparently, it meets like twice a year. So we need people to apply for these things. And we're big on the show about people getting involved. And we're trying to ask people, get involved in your local community. And I will say, I, what, when I first got involved, it was not sexy. The mayor called me up and said, can you be on this committee? We got to find a new city administrator. And I was like, what? And I thought, okay, I like you. I liked Richard Sullivan. He was a nice guy. I couldn't say no to him. So I said, yeah, I'll serve on this committee. And that's what first kind of piqued my interest in city government in Ashland. And so, you know, it's not running for office when you serve on one of these boards and commissions. It's oftentimes a thankless job, but it is very important and we need people to get involved and so i know you know people people want to run for office they want to do something big and flashy but these other things are how you learn about your city government and then you have the foundation then to do to run or to do something else so if you live in the city of ashland i implore you or if you know somebody please take a look at the website the the application is on there but we need more common sense reasonable people to get involved and and really like you like to say the more localer the more yeah. important her. And so, you know, let's let's do this. And I think if you've never done stuff like that before, and, I'm just, and I don't want to sound preachy, but I'm talking from experience, whether it's getting involved in politics or charity or whatever it is, uh, one of the things that, uh, that I learned, I regret that it took me so late in life to figure it out, but it's like when you start getting involved, it's that, that seriously, that feeling you get from, I, uh, I don't want to sound cliche, but from, from giving back. It's just kind of like, wow, it's pretty cool. Well, and I will say, I know the city of Jeff has openings on their boards and commissions. Same with Columbia. I mean, we saw the Citizens Police Review Board get overtaken by folks who were kind of crazy, right? And who wanted the board to go down. And so, because we didn't have reasonable people applying. So if you're in the city of Columbia, you want to get involved. If you're in the city of Jeff, too, take a look. The city typically always has those positions posted and open. And even if there's not a spot open, you can go ahead and apply. And then when the spot does come open, they might select you. So and, and you know, it gets overrun with the same kind of people who show up to the city of Columbia council meetings 
right? Yeah. Um, if we don't have, you know, common sense folks applying for these spots. And a lot of times, a lot of the decisions are made in those boards before they come to the council. And so it's really important that we get good, reasonable, common sense folks on these. And Marsh, I want to do applaud you for getting involved with uh, uh, downtown parking garages in Jefferson City, trying to help leadership sort through that. Talk about it. Come up up about 40 million to just build, (laughs) fix them up, build some new ones. Parking garages to Jefferson City are like roll carts to Columbia. Right, John? Yeah, that's a good analogy. It truly is. Um, and by the way, I'm shocked. We want to get to the morning bell business news. Little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. I am shocked, shocked uh, at what the uh, Columbia, Missourian has uh, posted. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It's time for the morning bell business news. Little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. As a lawyer, I should have chosen my words. <clears throat> Excuse Uh-oh, me, more carefully, more, caref- <laughs> more carefully. I'm not sick. More carefully. out just about. Well, she's not out. She's here. But she's taking horse pills just to be here. <clears throat> uh, and now Steph's got it. It's got me too. Um, so I said Google was fined. Technically, they weren't fined, but they could have been. So they reached a settlement. Um, and it was more than the Josh Hawley fine of $15,000. It was $391 million. Um, apparently... 40 state attorney generals joined together to go after Google over their location tracking practices. And the state's attorney generals, of course, we have things like the Missouri Merchandising Practices Act, things that protect consumers. And typically that falls within the realm of attorney generals. And if you do something kind of like the BBB, they're like the watchdog on bad business practices. And so a lot of them got together and said, yeah, uh, we're not happy with the way that uh, you're tracking folks, uh, especially uh, with respect to privacy and what you're, you know, Google, you're tracking people even when they like turned off and said, no, I don't want to be tracked. Um, and so anyway, Google agreed to a settlement. And there's also some new transparency requirements and limits on the use of location data that they agreed to. Do you have the tracking on on your phone? Usually, this is, let me check right now. I'd like to say usually it is off. And here's something I've heard and I don't know because I see conflicting things on this. Um, but I've heard people say, and you should leave your location. Yeah, my location is uh, off right now. Okay. But I'm told when it comes to Google, it doesn't matter. They were just watching you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I've heard you should leave your, your location off because it's easier on your battery. And I've read other accounts, and I don't know. I'm not a cell phone expert, but I've read other accounts that say, just like with everything else in life, the exact opposite. It doesn't matter if your location is uh, turned on or off on your smartphone. Battery usage is the same. Yeah, well, I think a lot of folks are touting this as a win to try to push back on Google. But again, like, I mean, when you're using the maps, I mean, if you don't have your location on, then you can't, like, say, hey, give me directions to whatever, because then your phone doesn't know where you are. So I used to be really leery about it and have it turned off, but it's more of a pain because so many, you know, when you search restaurants on Yelp or whatever, Mm -hmm. right, it's based on how close, you know, like where you are. And so it just, it's a pain to have it turned off. Anyway, a lot of privacy people, though, are saying this isn't, this didn't go far enough. Google's still going to track you. We've still got all sorts of issues. Uh, And I've encountered the same problem. Like, okay, what if I want to find a barber shop? (laughs) You need a barber shop? You wish you needed a barber shop. (laughs) And here's what I have to do when I'm trying to search for something. I have to go and I have to do this. I have to... Turn it on? Yeah. (laughs) It's incredibly... 
Seriously, I one know. more button push? No, thank you. But uh, yeah, so big, massive fine. And you know, Apple kind of got into that a little bit, and they're saying that's part of you know a lot of these tech companies losing money is that you know now apparently you have to like agree or opt in when they want to like track your user data, and that is bad. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. They're online right now, trying to find someone cuter than me, a good job, someone better than me. They will never find anyone better than me. And to Stephanie Bell's point earlier about getting involved with local politics or really any, that's why we need to get involved. That is December uh, Harmon, member of the uh, Citizens Police Review Board in the city of uh, of Columbia. The board basically suspended because uh, the role of the board was to be a conduit between the public and the police department. And it was not under December Harmon's guidance. It was out to get the police. That's what it was about. So I was shocked to see a local news outlet print a letter to the editor from her, not because it's December Harmon. She can say what she wants. We can all pretty much say what we want, but sometimes there are consequences to what we say or sometimes to what we don't say. It reminds me of that Snoop Dogg clip that's like, I'd like to thank me for all of my hard work. No one can ever be better than me. There's, you should just play that in the background of her clip. Yeah, there's a line between some confidence and just being disgustingly uh, just arrogant. But the police review board was set up for a purpose, right? Yep. Like to to provide an independent review of what's going on. And, and I think the purpose is meaningful and, and important. And so if we don't have people who want to serve on the board for the purpose of serving that purpose and not for the purpose of destroying the board, then we're doing a disservice to ourselves. And so, yeah, if we've got board, I mean... Hopefully our governments aren't just creating boards for the purpose of creating boards. That's questionable for the state of Missouri because I think we have the most boards of any state ever, I'm pretty sure. But on the local level, you know, we don't have a board of adjustment or a planning and zoning just to have it. We have it because it serves an important purpose. And if we can't get people on the board, it's a problem. So here's why I'm shocked at the Missouri. And they printed a letter from December Harmon and they're talking about FUSIS. This is not a police surveillance system. That's not what this is. FUSIS, it's, it's a program and with permission, it would allow businesses. And they're thinking, especially downtown in places like high and some higher crime areas, you would give police permission to you. You got to ring doorbells or surveillance video, whatever it is that you would have at your business or your res- residence with permission police in Columbia would be able to look at that. Not that they're, and it's not like what was the movie with Shia LaBeouf, Eagle Eye I think it was, where they're watching consistently. That's not what it is. If there's a crime, they can go back and say, hey, you gave us permission to access this. Can you help us solve this murder? Hey, that dude who apparently shot and killed his girlfriend on North Range Line in Columbia, it, we could find this guy. Can we have this? Anyhow, uh, what I was surprised by is what's in the letter and that the Columbia Missourian printed this. Uh, December Harmon writes, November 21st, Columbia City Council will vote on funding software known as FUSITS. Police, and she explains what it is. And then she goes on to say the Fourth Amendment requires reasonable suspicion and a warrant we're placing under one under police surveillance police places the whole city under police surveillance that is factually that is a lie it's false and accurate surprised that the missourian printed that uh it does not place the whole city under police surveillance and it is not it's not surveillance uh it's not what it is welcome to the show it's wake up mid-missouri 
By the way, holiday wishes here again. You know, some folks, you know, or the holidays, it's always a special time of year. There's Christmas music on the radio, and the temps get colder, and we see some snow. And we've had like a trifecta this week. We've had snow. There's Christmas music on on the uh, on the radio. It's the hat trick. It's the hat trick. Uh, but it's not always that way for everybody, and I'm speaking from experience when I was a little kid, and that's why I was thankful for folks that do things like what Hibbit Sports, Love Columbia, and Common Ground in Jefferson City are doing. We're just kind of giving you an opportunity if you want to help out some folks during uh, the holidays, and you can do it however you want. You can do it anonymously, whatever way you want to do it. Getting involved. Go to the websites, 939theeagle.com and kwos.com. It's the holiday wish, and you can submit your wish here. You can help some folks. It's just a really cool thing to do. Also, uh, D. Rose, Missouri Vein Care, helping us out. Marsh, uh, you ever stood in line for concert tickets or done anything crazy back in the day? You know, back in our day uh, for concert tickets? Yeah, for the Rolling Stones. No kidding. Really? What's the yeah, story? Back in the day. I think they were playing, gosh, I guess it was they were playing Arrowhead Stadium back in the way back days <laughs> and stood in line for them because the opening act was the Eagles. Wow, the Eagles, an opening act. And Rufus and Shaka Khan. <laughs> Talk about that trifecta right there. So Taylor Swift is coming to Arrowhead. I don't even know when. But apparently you had to be like in her VIP. You had to be an official Swifty, like in her VIP club. And you got some special link. And I guess the tickets opened yesterday. And so my Facebook feed was full of screenshots of people and said, I sat on the queue for six hours. I sat on the queue for seven hours. I, I finally got into the queue and the tickets were seven hundred dollars or whatever um and or you know i got kicked out at the very end but apparently a whole you know if you were an employer chances are half of your workforce yesterday was on their phone or at, at their computer in the swifty queue uh trying to get through to buy their tickets and only about a quarter of them were successful i i did hear last night at the board of alderman meeting someone there family got some tickets and i was like you should definitely put those on ebay because you could yeah. you could uh buy your whole christmas with whatever those things are going for now because apparently a lot of people were very disappointed and i even saw on twitter some lawyers are like when are we going to start the class action lawsuit against the taylor swift queue for sitting here all day and not getting the tickets and you know what i what i find interesting is that uh people, and i guess it crashed the phone system or the their website something crashed or whatever because it was inundated with traffic i'm guessing nobody was aware that Taylor Swift is apparently kind of a big draw here in the show me state. I don't know what happened. But in in seeing and hearing from people commenting like, man, I was on I was on hold for hours. I was in the queue forever and it was just horrible and I never got through and they're complaining and you got a young John Marsh with a bandana and long hair with a Marlboro dangling out of the corner of his mouth cool. standing in cool cigarettes, standing in line for hours. You had to actually go and stand in line. For concert tickets? Not just chill on your phone. Yeah, you couldn't sit there with the phone on, you know. Uh, it's yeah. like the people who, like, sleep overnight at the opening of a Chick-fil-A, and then they get, like, what, Chick-fil-A for a year or something? Or a box of six nuggets. <laughs> Look, I stood in line all night long, and I got six chicken nuggets. But, yeah, I want to know. So, but then I guess, John, was the concert worth it, right? Like, because then at the same time, I feel like you go through all of this, and then you're so hyped up. Then you go, and... Is it worth it? I, I saw Morgan Wallen this summer. I waited like two years to see him. I waited. We showed up early and I stood out in the heat in August or July. I don't even remember for like eight hours. You know, he was the headliner. So had to hold my place in line. 
it was worth it. It was. Wow. I didn't pay very much money, but just, yeah, it was definitely worth it. Uh, I remember seeing Ted Nugent back in the day. If this <laughs> if this dates me at the California Jam, which was in Palm Springs or Palm Desert, California, that was like a hundred and twenty degrees. Wow! And that was was it worth it? Watching, yeah, sure, okay. you know. But I mean, it was fun watching people pass out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the uh, heat that did it. <laughs> It was the heat and the 27 Bud Lights. It was one or the other. First concert you ever went to, John? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Steph? I Bob Seger, I think. I don't really know. Yeah, it's been such a long time ago. Man, for uh, for being uh, a, a news guy for over 30 years here in mid-Missouri, uh, John, uh, you are one of the coolest news dudes uh, I know. For Stan. sure. What was your first concert, Brandon? Um, first real concert? Nickelback. No. <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and opening for the Backstreet Boys in sync. It was uh, Michael Michael Bolton, right? Wasn't it? You did say you <laughs> the legislator from Missouri. No. <laughs> uh, so I have. So I've been to. A, I, I don't enjoy going to concerts because there's people there. You're a serial killer. <laughs> and I keep my shoes in the freezer. First real concert I went to was Loverboy. An opening for Loverboy was a group called the Hooters, and they had like one one hit song. Yeah, yeah, and we danced. I think is what it was called. Yeah, yeah. like eighty five, eighty six. First concert. I, I uh, best concert. Uh, Kid Rock. All three times within a span of a month. Wow. And the only concert, and I've been to a lot of concerts, and I'm not a humble brag, but it, because this is how mm -hmm. this I is, go to the gym a lot. And I go to a lot of concerts. Well, I'm only going to the gym about four to five days a week now, so not so much anymore. So not a humble brag, but to, I guess, paint a picture of how much of an old fuddy-duddy I can be. Um, I don't... I, I used to complain, because when I worked in Top 40 radio and country radio... Is it too loud for you? <laughs> I had to go to concerts, like, all the time. Yeah. I, Brandon Garth Brooks is playing SIU Carbondale this weekend and the next week in St. Louis, and you have to go to both. Oh, come on, man. I got to that with Alabama. After a while, they just said, well, you're here again. You know, come on in. No, thank you. And last year, I went to Tyler Braden was at Rose Music Hall here in Columbia. It was small. I was right in the front. And I, it was like the bass was like making your heartbeat. Like it just thumped your whole body and you couldn't hear anything when you walked out. It was I mean, a wonderful experience. It, it, you know, it is actually. It is I love it. You're right. The All right, coming up. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Wendy Sprouse, Medicare nerd, joining us. Uh, she's also as the chicken uh, woman. She has no kidding. Honest to goodness. In the seven years that we've been together, you go to Wendy Sprouse's house and she has a big. I call it a chicken farm, but it's not really a chicken farm. It's a chicken pen. And you 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 go through there, and there's a little transistor radio sitting on top of this chicken farm uh, in rural mid-Missouri. And uh, on this little transistor radio, you'll hear uh, the radio stations 93.9 The Eagle and 950 KWOS. And the reason is because it keeps the chickens company or it makes them feel better. I so she's known as a chicken woman, and it's kind of become a thing over the years. And people, 
uh, Wendy, a Medicare nerd, well, how, how are the chickens uh, doing? The chickens are wonderful. They're not really digging this cold weather that just <laughs> happened upon us recently. So, a shout out to the chickens at Wendy's house this morning. <laughs> Listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Before we move forward, some important changes here before the end of the year. As it relates to Medicare, we need to talk about, we were talking about concerts, Taylor Swift, KC, uh, the internet crash yesterday uh, because we were talking about back in our day, you had to actually stand in line for concert tickets. And I want to, this is why I love, uh, I love the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family. Mike, via text 874-390, so we were talking first concerts, and Mike uh, gets real honest with us. His very first concert that he went to, mine was the Hooters, John Marsh's, one of them was uh, uh, Ted uh, Ted Nugent, one of your first concerts. My, Bob Seger. Bob Seger. John Mayer. John Mayer, you? Poison. Poison. Mike, one of our listeners, says what his one of his very first concerts. Wow. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. I dig it, man. Uh, thank you, Mike. We appreciate that. A beautiful song, actually. I just would not admit it uh, out loud. <laughs> Doug said New Kids on the Block. That's a pretty cool one, but he said it wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, did I, uh, Medicare. Man, what do we need to know? What's new? 21 days, Brandon. 21 days. We're on the countdown. We're on the down, downhill slide. Till Christmas? Till the end of AEP. 39, 39 <laughs> days until Christmas. 22 days till Wendy's day off. That's what it is. All right. So, yeah, 21 days until the end of AEP when people can make their plan changes and do whatever they need to do for January 1st. All right. And what are some things, a couple of, one or two big things that folks might want to know heading into this? It's different than last year. Well, it's not, I mean, it's the same every year, mm -hmm. basically. Plans do change. Like, there have been some big uh, drug changes. You know, the there are some companies that are now doing the insulin for the same copay in or out of the donut hole, which is new for um, Medicare. So they'll be able to keep their insulin for their same copay, their two or three copay, like they do all year long when they're in the donut hole as well. So that's a big significant significant change for this year mm -hmm. and so by the way when we we, we contact uh, contact you for help on this kind of stuff how much do you charge how does that process work I don't charge anything that's awesome so Stephanie Bell my attorney friend here <laughs> she charges per hour worth every penny by the way I mean it's by the six minute increment I remember that from both of my divorce attorneys every six <laughs> minutes rather every six minutes um so, folks, and how, how can folks get in touch with you? They can either go to wendysprouseagency.com or we can dial 573-292-NERD. That's 573-292-6373. I love that. That's one of the greatest phone numbers ever. 292-NERD. Correct. All right. Or wendysprouseagency.com. Uh, uh, Agency. How do we talk to the chickens? Where are we talking I to them right now? We are talking to them right now. You have to be live on the radio to talk to the chickens. I wonder, like, when the chickens, when your chickens, when they hear music, do they... Like, if we were at your house right now, would the chickens be getting down? We need to record them, don't we? we need... I don't like birds. <laughs> oh, no, I... my chickens are pretty docile. They don't come at you or anything. Okay. 292-NERD, uh, any kind of question? Anything else that we need to know before we let you go, Wendy? Just... 
come in, call, make your plan changes before January 1, or else you're kind of, that's, you're going to roll over. And some of the drug plans have changed in prices and things like that. So if you don't get that changed before December 7th, you're going to have that same increased price for next year. And it's worth at least asking. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. And, and in the years, the years, seriously, that I've known you, it's always, hey, I, I don't care. I'm just here to help to be of, of service, really. It's, it's free to call and ask, you know, and most of those kind of questions we can answer over the phone. So if there is a need to come in, then we can make an appointment. But if there's no need to come in, we can just do it over the phone. I've had probably a dozen people in the last month that they've called in and they're like, we've answered all the questions over the phone there's no need for them to do anything so they just keep rolling you know whether they're on group health coverage or their spouse's group health coverage and sometimes even if there's really no significant impactful changes sometimes that's the biggest question like what do i need to know and if it's nothing it's, it's nothing and it's peace a, of mind knowing yeah. like i'm on the plan i should be on right it's a free simple phone call yeah. you know we answer the questions and they're like well then how do you get you know make a living doing this well the thing is if i've treated you right you're going to tell your probably your friends are the same age as you were close they're 65 or getting ready to go on medicare you're going to tell your friends about me so it's going to be the word of mouth chain reaction is what's going to 